Show my brother of the Masechus Gitten Daf Memches, the last stop of the fourth parak of Masechus Gitten, a feisty parak. Gemara uh, is going to discuss today uh, what we began yesterday, whether Kenyan Paris is like Kenyan Agov, the Machloikas, or Biachanan Rish Lakish, and a door of Raya's to and fro. If someone has Makadesh, a field that he bought from his father, and then his father dies, what's the deal with that field? Is it Steachuza? And we begin a brand new parak discussing how when someone damages, he has to pay from the idiots, from the best of the best, and what that is referring to. And the Gemara will explain. The Gemara begins by asking, if someone is on his way to, er, to Yerushalayim with his wife's bikurim in his hand, and then he finds out that his wife had passed away, now, the Gemara says, he can bring it and also be koyre, also say the psukim of Arami Oiviravi. The Gemara is medayik. That if his wife hadn't died, he wouldn't be kaira, mashma, that he doesn't actually own the gulf of his wife's Paris, of his of her nechzemalog, even though he does own the Paris. This is a raya that Kenyan Paris is not Kenyan haguf tommy. Raya to ish lokish. The Gemara says, you know what, your dick isn't right. Even if his wife hadn't died, he still could have said the psukim. I would think that maybe we should make a gzeira because of Rav Yosi, Rav Yochanan, who said. That if someone sends his harvest with a shliach to go bring bikurim, and a shliach dies on the way, and then he picks up and does the rest of the shlichos, the rest of his bikurim, Rabbi Yossi says that he does not say the psukim of Rami because since he didn't do the lakachta, he only did the vehevesa. You have to do both in order to do the kriya. But Kamash Malon over here, when he's bringing his wife's stuff, he is kaira. He does pick it up halfway, and is and, and gets to say the psukim as well. This is also. This fits well with what we learned, that if someone sells his field while we're being noyeg yoyvel, which means that every 50 years, this field is, go- is going to revert back to its original owners. Rabbi Yochanan says that if someone's bringing Bikurim from this field that he quote-unquote owns, at least temporarily, until yoyvel, he still brings his Bikurim with the Kriya. Because it's like he owns the karka, because since he owns the, the Paris. Reshlakish says, no, he's not going to do the Kriya, because since he, the, the karka is going back to its original owner soon, just the Paris doesn't make it that you own the land. Okay, why do I need this Raya? We already had this Machlaikis before. We learned something from each one of these Machlaikis. In our original case, when the guy just sold his field for the Paris, before the Yevil case, maybe there Reshlakish says that he doesn't own the field, because he bought it, for the fruits. That's why he doesn't get the field. But by Yoivel, when he wants the field itself, maybe he'll agree with Rabbi Yechonon that he does get the field. And Fakert, if I'd only said the case of Yoivel, maybe Rabbi Yechonon would say, yeah, he gets the field because that's what he bought it for. But maybe he agrees that he wouldn't get the field like Rosh if he bought it for the Paris itself. So that's why we have both cases to say that Rabbi Yechonon holds he always gets the field when he has the Paris. And Rabbi says, no, he just gets Paris, no field. So now the Gemara tells us, We'll try to bring rayas to Rabbi Yechon and Rishlokish. We learned that if someone buys a tree and the karka of that tree, then when he brings Bikurim from that tree, he does a kriya even though it's evil. You see that he owns the karka. It's as if he owns the karka since he owns the Paris. Raya to Rabbi Yechonon. The Gemara answers, no, that case was when there wasn't evil. That's why he taka did own the karka. There's no what ifs. Next to Raya, we learned that if someone buys two trees in his friend's field, so it's his friend's field, so he doesn't do a Kriya when he brings Bikurim. However, if he buys three of them, then he does do a Kriya. 
You see that just owning the payers of the fruit doesn't make it that you own the land. The Gemara says also that wasn't talking about Yoival. Hitaka did own the land when he had three trees. And the Gemara says that the truth is Rav Chista sort of changes the game. He says that the whole Machlekes, Rav Yechon and Rish is from the second Yoival, historical Yoival and on. But by the first Yoival that ever happened in Klal Yisrael, they both agree that Bikurim from that, that, those, that, that those 50 years, those crops do get a Bikurim, a Bikurim with a Kriya because when they bought property during, those, during that first Yoival, they had no intention, they didn't have it in their mind that I'm just buying the Paris. They, they thought they were buying a chunk of land. But by the time they already experienced this, uh, the Yoival in the second time, that's when they had Das to only be getting the Paris, and that's when you have Machlokas Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish. By the way, it's as if they also own the land. Now the Gemara has an, has an Akasha here. Maybe this whole Machlokas Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish is actually Machlokas Tanoim. And we don't want that to be, so we'll have, we'll have to see why it's not, why it's different. But let's see what this Machlokas Tanoim is. If someone buys a field from his father, so the Gemara Babasraim Beisim Abeis, and then Erechon Yudalim Alav, he bought his father's field, and then his father dies. Now, how do we know that this field has the din of an inherited field, not just a field that he bought? The difference is, if he inherits it, it's his through a yoivel. If he just bought it, then it has to go back. He doesn't actually own the karka. The Pesach says, which tells us that a field which doesn't have the inherent possibility of becoming an inheritance, like this one, which he bought from his father, that goes out by Yoivel. But over here, since this can be his own, as a Steachuzo when his father dies, that is a din of a Steachuzo even before his father dies. That's Shittah Zeb Yehuda and Reb Shimon. If he's Maktish before his father dies, it's going to stay with Hektish because it's a Steim Mikna. Kavachemir, if his father actually did die before he sold it, as a din of a Steachuzo, it's potentially going to be his. The mayor, on the other hand, disagrees, and he says that if someone buys a field from his father and his father dies, and after his father dies, he's makdeshit, that field has a din of a steachuza, an inherited field. It was his to be makdish. It'll come back to him by Yoivel. From the Pasuk of Im, and he learned only a field which cannot be a steachuza, as opposed to this one, which can be because he bought it from his father. So if he sold it before his father dies, there's a din of a stay makne, that it was just a bought field. It's only after his father died that it becomes a stay achuza, inherited. According to Yehuda and Reb Shimon, if he was makdashit after his father died, you don't even you don't even need a pasuk to tell me that it's a stay achuza. The chayra says the Gemara, the machlokes is that a mayor holds that Kenyan Paris is like Kenyan Goth. So when he buys it during Yoivel. It still counts like a Kenyan Gulf. The son actually owned the guf of this land. So he would say that, that it's a state mikneh even without a pasuk, that he actually owns it. We don't need a pasuk to tell me that. When the father already died, he's not being Yorish anything. He already owned the guf of the land because he owned the, the payrus of the land. So if he's makdashit after his father dies, that's where I need a pasuk. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon on the, on the other hole. On the other hand, hold that just owning the payers doesn't give you the goof karka. So according to Behuda and Shimon, when the father dies, now he finally got the Yerusha of the goof karka. So when his father dies and he gets the actual karka, and then he is makdash at that, you don't need a pasuk. He just makdash his field. 
you only need a Pasuk for when he's Makdashit before his father dies. So again, we're bringing this all in to show that this is already a Machlokis in Tanoim. Not Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak answers, no, really Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon also hold that when you coin a Paris, you are coin the Guf HaKarika. But over here, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon are saying, we have a Pasuk, we Kedarshan, from Imes Esdei Meknosi Asher Loi Achuzosoi. What does it say? Miste Achuzosoi. From his field that he had inherited. It's teaching me that it's a field that he could not have inherited. It wasn't from his father, as opposed to this kid who bought the field from his father. The Pasuk is being Machadesh that he still doesn't need to give it back by Oivel. Meaning he's not going to get it back since he had sold it before his father died. It doesn't have a din of a stay just because it could have become a stay after his father's death. Next, Rabbi Yosef tells us, if Rabbi Yochanan hadn't passed that Kenyan Paris is like Kenyan Haguf, then he wouldn't make it into the base Medrash's hands and feet. Because Rabbi Asi Omar Rabbi Yochanan tells us that when brothers divide their parents' Yerusha, they have a din of buyers from each other. And practically... That's going to play out when Yovel comes. They're going to have to all put it back into the bowl and redivide it. He holds Ain Breira. It's not that you can say, oh, this was this brother's chalik of the property. It's all one big hodgepodge of property that they sort of sold to it. See, if Rabbi Yochanan didn't hold that Kenyan Paris is like Kenyan Agof, then how can you ever have anybody ever bring Bikurim? Because everyone who ever yarshan something bought it. So it's not actually his property. It's going to have to go back by Yoivel. The Gemara answers, well, maybe maybe you're right. The only person that would ever have to bring Bikurim and Bikaira, because he's bringing it from his own property that he doesn't have to give back, would be someone who was a single child all the way back to Yeshua Benun. One son, one son, one son, one son. So he never ever divided it. He never was had a din of lekuchas with his brothers. This is mamish his land since Yeshua Benun. Rava says we actually have a brisa and a pasuk backing up Reish Lok. That Kenyan Paris is not Kenyan Aguf. The pasuk is b'mispar sheni tevuos yimochelecha. Gabe yoivel. We're talking about the crops, the tevuos. It's all about the Paris. It's not about the land because if you have. Land, it doesn't matter. Just having the payers. The land isn't actually being sold. Only the payers is being sold. The land is staying with the original owners. The, the Bryce of that backs, Abrej Lakish, says that a Bechar only gets to take Pishnaim of the property which will return to the father by Yoival, that he doesn't have any other debts, which tells us that the buyers only had Kenyan Ha Payros. The goof of the field is still with the father, and that's how the son is allowed to take Bikurim with. A Korea from his father's property. The Gulf never was sold. It was just the Paris. And finally, Abaye tells us that a husband requires his wife's permission when dealing with the Nechse Malug of his wife. And we clarify that that's only when he's dealing with the actual Gulf of his wife's property. Because even though the husband gets to use the Paris, he doesn't own the, the Gulf. That's very sluckish. If the husband is just dealing with the payers, that's totally in his show. that he doesn't need her, her go ahead or say so when doing business with it. One of the mediest prokim in Shaz, which began on Lama Be'ezim and after causing Bittol Haged, how we know that the husband is being serious when he's being Mevatele. And we begin a new prayer, Kani Zokin, which tells us 
that when someone damages, if A damages B, he has to pay from the idiots, from the best of the crop, highest quality. We'll explain what that means in a minute. If a, a Baal Choyv, someone who owes money, he has to pay back from the average, the medium quality. When someone is paying the Ksubas Isha to his wife, that is taken from the Zibur's, the lowest quality. Rameyer disagrees and says that Ksubas Isha also gets the, from the medium, the average quality. The Mishnah also tells us that we do not pay back from Nechosim Meshubodim that have since been sold when there are Nechosim that are free, that don't have any liens, even if they are Zibur's, even if they're lower, inferior quality. We also learn that Nechsei Yisoyimim is only paid back from the lowest quality, from Zibur's. The Mishnah also tells us that if someone stole property and sold it, so when we're collecting from him, we don't collect from the payers or from the increased value of the land or from his wife and children's property or from Nechosim Meshubadim, something with a lien, because of Tikkun Ha'olam. And finally, the Mishnah says that if someone finds a Metziah, we don't make the finder swear that he's returning the entire thing because if they're going to we want people to actually pick up Metziahs that they find. They don't want to have to be doing shvuas. And the Gemara, we say, one second, it's taken a oilam that if someone damages, he has to pay back from the best. The Pasuk says, Metav Sodeu, Metav Karmishalam, you have to pay from the Metav, from the best, from the idiots. So Abai answers, when we say idiots, we're saying Keneged Rabbi Yishmael. He says that Midaraisa, we evaluate idiots based on the Nizuk, the one who got damaged. The Kamash Malam, because of Tikkun Oilam, we actually evaluate from the damager's best. We give the best of the two of them. What's this, uh, Rabbi Yishmael? So there's a Brisa. We have a Machlekes in the Brisa. Learning the Pasuk of Meita, Sedeo Meit of Karma Yishalem. We know that someone who damages has to pay the best, but what's considered the best? Rabbi Yishmael holds, it means the best of the Nizak. The person who he damaged, he has to pay the highest quality of that. Riyakiva disagrees and says, no, the Pasuk is just telling us that the Nizak gets to collect from the best. And you have to pay whatever you damage. And Kavachomer by Hektis, the Gemara will explain what that means later. And the Gemara says, hold on. Let's clarify what this Machlegis is. Is Rabbi Yishmael telling me that if a guy damages high-quality stuff, he has to pay back high-quality? And if he damages low-quality stuff, he still has to pay back high-quality? Why is he paying back more than he damaged? Sheriff Idi Barovan explains, no. It means that he ate from somewhere in this guy's field and he doesn't know which field, he, which row he ate from. The bad stuff or the good stuff. So the halacha is that he has to pay back the good stuff in case that's where he ate from. That's where he damaged. Rava says, why is that the case? Look, if he could prove that he damaged the, the best stuff, then yeah, he has to pay the best stuff. But otherwise, it's a moitzimichavera He pays whatever you can prove. If all you could prove that he paid a minimum of the lower quality stuff, why should he have to pay the higher quality stuff? Rather, Avacha Bar-Yakov explains the machlekas that the Nizuk, the one who got damaged, his best stuff was the worst stuff in the Mazik's property. And Rabbi Shmuel was saying that when the Torah says you have to pay the best of Meitav, you have to give him back, pay back the value of what you damaged, according to Rabbi Shmuel, from the best of the one who got damaged. And Rabbi Akiva says, no, 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 no. You have to give him back top quality stuff, the same value that you damaged, but the quality of the person who of the damager, which is even higher, you have to pay him back in gold the value of the silver you damaged. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.